special edition of the Gone to the Dogs podcast. I can't believe we're nearly up to the Greyhound Derby final, sponsored by Star Sports and TRC, of course. Cannot wait for Saturday night. And we have got everyone back in situ, including my co-pilot. Joe Andrews. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Joe. Can't wait for Saturday. It's going to be a stellar card yeah. toaster and, I mean, the Derby finals, just the cherry on top. It is, yeah, yeah. Been a lot of talk about the card on social media since it was released in the last or less than 20, 24 hours now. So maybe we'll get on to a few of those little little bits later. But in the meantime, welcome back, Barry Cole. Joe, thanks a million. Danny, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is. I've lost all track of time. But um, yeah, <laughs> delighted to be on for the final show. Um, I'm looking forward to a good final on Saturday night. And uh, you've had a little bit of news as well recently, Barry? Yeah, new baby boy or a, a dog pup, as I mentioned at the top of the show, was born on Sunday morning. So Mason Call is now in the world and he's definitely the last. Uh, he's definitely the last one. So, um, yeah, mother and child are all good, all home since since Monday. So it's been a, an eventful few days. But, um, yeah, well, I, I, I tell her I have to do all these podcasts and I have to I have to do this and I have to do that. So I'm getting away with murder at the moment. Congratulations. Congratulations. And our other guest who's joined us for pretty much every podcast through the Derby, it is Martin Chapman, a.k.a. Lofty. How are you doing? Yeah, not so bad, Danny. Morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever time people are watching this yet. The uh, the rights, the Anglo-Irish rights head Fred Tribute Act back in tandem again, me and Barry. So we're looking forward to going through the Derby and the rest of the card as well. They're on Saturday night. It should be a good one. Yeah, it should be a sensational one. Uh, just a couple of... Uh... Uh, little bits of housekeeping before we dive into the Derby final. Uh, one, if you can't get to Toaster, then the Racing Post Greyhound TV show starts at half past five. If you can get to Toaster, I was hearing from Billy Brennan yesterday that they do still have some tickets on the door. So it opens at 3 p.m. There's going to be loads of live stuff going on. It looks like it's going to have a real carnival feel. That's what Kevin Boothby's going for. So I hope you have a fantastic time if you can go from three o'clock. Uh, we've got the Racing Post TV TikTok. It is literally at Racing Post Greyhound TV. They've got loads of little bits on there and they're really trying to get a, a bit of a following on there. So if we can give it all a follow, if you are a TikTok user. Uh, with regards to the antis, I know people are saying, oh, we're not quite the crowd that the horse racing are and blah, blah, blah. And we'll give them one and this, that and the other. Leave it to security. The last thing we need to do is put us in jail. So if you if they want to do something ridiculous, then they can be put in jail. That's fine. No problem at all. But please just be sensible, as we know. Rise above it. Rise above. I know we're so irritated by them. And if they try and hurt the dogs, I know you just see red because I know I would as well. But just rise above. We've got a lot of security in place. The police are going to be there because I know they've had quite a few meetings at the track as well. So just rise above um, and hopefully we can we can show them all a good night and, and show that the dogs actually, you know, we know that they love the sport. We know that they love racing. So let's see if we can show them. And finally, the Just Giving page. We need to tip it over the £2,000 for the retired Greyhounds. So get on the Just Giving. It's at the top of my, I pinned it to the top of my um, Twitter profile. So if you just search me at Danny V Jackson, then you will find the Just Giving page. And it's all over social media as well. So if you've got a couple of quid to spare for the retired Greyhounds, please give it um, up for the Just Giving page. Right, that's the housekeeping done. So for the Star Sports and TRC English Greyhound Derby final, quarter past nine on Saturday night in trap one, we have Cachise. So let's hear from Charlie Reese. I'm really pleased to be in the final. Um, 
I think now whatever happens, happens sort of thing. But we're happy enough with a draw. We're definitely happy to be in trap one, to be inside of them dogs. So, listen, as long as he comes out and, and runs well, then we have a chance. But, yeah, it should be a great final and it's uh, great to be a part of. In trap two, we have Gate Time Nemo with a word from Mickey Holland. Gate Time Nemo, homebred by the O'Connell family in Cork. He came into the derby after some time off and had a rush preparation, wasn't really race fit. He's done very, very well and has improved throughout the competition. He needs to trap like he did in the quarters where he trapped and stayed the trip very well. If he's, if he's lucky enough to trap and get round the bend, he does stay the trip and they'd be hard pushed to catch him. Trap three, of course, sees Romeo Command. Let's see what Patrick Janssens has to say about his charge. Romeo Command um, come out the race very well from Saturday. He's in great form. He, I think he got a good draw to work from, but he will have to come away running um, to have any chance to hold Swartrex to the bend. If he can hold him to the bend or not, I'm not sure, but um, he's in good form and we give it our best shot. And um, good luck to everyone in the final. Thank you. Track four, Swords Rex has been poor, perfect so far throughout the competition. Let's have another word with Nicky Holland. Swords Rex is owned by the Lowndes family in Dublin. They've been in the sport for a long, long time and it means a hell of a lot for them as it does all the owners to be in the final. He's taken the toaster extremely well and obviously delighted to be in the final and is a worthy favourite on his runs that he's had through the rounds at Toaster. He needs to continue doing what he's been doing. He needs to come away. It's a final at the end of the day. And you've got to say he's got a favourite chance if he traps like he's been doing. Trap five has broken the track record twice now, Kelowna Duke. And uh, once again, I think we're going to hear from, oh, Nicky Holland, because they have three, don't they, in the final. Kelowna Duke, owned by Kevin O'Brien and family, Bred locally to us five minutes down the road in New Inn. He broke the track record in the first round from a very, very good break. Ran below par in the third round, but is now back to the form we'd like to see him in. If he traps like he did in the first round, he's got to be hard to oppose. Broke the track record in the semi-finals from not a ping break. So yeah, again, obviously in a final, the best place to be is in front. So it needs to be taking that ping break. And trap six is Ninja Kerry. Let's hear from Belinda Green. We're so immensely proud to be in this year's Derby final. It's a massive achievement, especially for us as a team, as it's only our second attempt. Our journey may not have been quite as flashy as the others, as we're yet to win a race in our Derby campaign. However, he's still there on merit and completely off his own back. As the only seeded runner, we should have a relatively clear run out wide, but he will have to take full advantage of that to stand a chance of getting in this year's race. But look, this fella always surprises me and he never gives up. He's always trying his hardest. So at this stage, what will be will be, we're going to enjoy the week and win or lose, we'll have a memorable evening. And massive good luck to everyone in the final. Well, now you've heard from the connections, we're going to dive into the Greyhound Derby final. I'm going to throw it open to the boys first. And I'm going to start with you, Barry, first. We've got three English, three Irish, but where's it going to go? I have a feeling I already know, but just clarify it for us. 
yeah, it's coming home because uh, Ireland is the home of Greyhound Racing. But look, before we start, we must say a huge congratulations to Graham Holland, Nicky Holland and all the gang at home to get three into a derby final. That's an amazing achievement. I don't remember too many trainers or if any, any trainers doing that in the last few years. You might have seen trainers with a couple, but not to have three. And three with big chances. He obviously has the top two in the betting and he can't rule out gay time Nemo. So congratulations to those guys. Um, I've got to start with Sorge Rex. Sorge, my hometown here in Dublin. I know the owners quite well, uh, Barbara and Leonard Lowndes. They've had, they've had dogs for many, many years, probably Going back to the mid-90s, they had a bitch called Pam Springs who won the St. Ledger, where I think it was, when they used to be run in, in Shelbourne Park. Um, and they've had some many top-class dogs go through their hands since. They've, they've been a bit unlucky with some of the dogs. They had Swords Prince, who sort of broke down in the middle of his career. He, he, he won a heap of races around Shelbourne Park. They had Swords Maestro, who looked so good in the derby a couple of years ago. And they also had a, a lovely bitch going back a few years ago called Shingon Stan, who, who should have won an Oaks. She was unlucky twice in the Oaks. I think she got knocked out at something ridiculous like fives on. And she was very unlucky when she went breeding for them. She only had two small litters. I think she, she passed away, unfortunately. But her prodigy were something like you have OIU penalty saved to Don Trinity Jr. all came from Shingon Stan. And she only had five pups in total. So they were a bit unlucky. But by far and away, uh, Rex is the best one they've ever had. Um, and I say they've, they've had some good ones. They paid a lot of money for him um, as an unraced pup. And I know what he cost. Um, he wasn't cheap. He was he was bigger than four figures as an unraced pup. So, look, if he wins the derby this weekend, he's going to bring his total prize money to well over €300,000. I don't think we've ever had a dog uh, do that before. And it's very, very hard to oppose him, Danny. It's just his instant acceleration is has been exceptional. As soon as his paws hit the ground, he is gone. The only thing in the back of your mind is, can you keep doing that six, seven weeks in a row? You know what I mean? Like if he do, he's the most deserving winner. You can't take that away from him. I know we have the likes of Gaytime Nemo and Clona Duke. They're well capable on their day, but consistency-wise, he would be a most deserving winner. And I think with a level break, he could be gone. And he'd be impossible to beat. If he does lead, look, he's going to do a minimum of 2880, isn't he, if he leads. And, and there's nothing going to come from behind in that in that sort of time. Look, you, you have to respect the other Clona Duke. He has it in his locker, but he's been very inconsistent at traps. He's done that. 398 when he broke the track record in the first round, but he hasn't been as good from traps last week, although he done a 410 last week and still um, went better than his original track record. But it's hard to get away from Rex. Others in there with big chances, obviously, Romeo Command, he's a terrific race record over there. And Gaytime Nemo, I think, um, of all of the runners, is probably the most overpriced for me, I think, a 10 to 1. He's very, very capable of, he, he could have a good draw, he should lead up for Chase and Romeo Command with a decent start. And if there was to be any little bit of trouble on the outside, uh, Value-wise, Gaytime Nemo would be the one um, for a couple of euros, but it's very hard to see beyond Sword Rex, and um, yeah, he would be a most deserving winner. Certainly would, Sword Rex, who has been poor, perfect throughout the competition so far. My slight concern for Swords Rex, Lofty, is Romeo Command is in the ping box, as we saw last Saturday. They just went ping, ping, ping all the way through the card, pretty much from box three. And if he gets that ping start and Swords Rex has a battle on his paws, who's going to come out on top? Good point. I mean, Swords Rex, as soon as his paws hit the ground, he's not the most natural ping breaker, but he's just got ridiculous amounts of early. Within two strides, dog just in top gear. His acceleration of the corner is just absolutely different speed. See what you're saying with Romeo Command. We were chatting about it at a lunch the other day when Patrick had two in the final a couple of years ago when Thorn Falcon won. Remember, Kalara Icon was in track four, I think, and absolutely was three clear after they'd gone about four yards. And I know it got swamped for early to the corner. So the old Sam was, you know, Charlie gets them out in the finals. And, um, you know, Patrick Jansen certainly got the two out in that final 
a couple of years ago around at Toaster, but look, I mean, sword to as, as Barry alluded to, he's been poor, perfect. The only thing you can say is, can he keep doing that? But what he's done so far, look, it just, he's the right side of Clone of Duke, because Clone of Duke, you know, he's been taking a little step out to the, the right out of the boxes sometimes. So I just think being drawn the right side of him, when they made the draw, I was straight on the phone trying to mop up any of the odds against and even money, because I was pretty sure pre-joy should be odds on really. The only negative was him getting drawn the wrong side of Clone of Duke. So look, on that part, I mean, he's just got to do it again, isn't he? What he's done all the way through, I know it's easy to say, but would you take even money about him doing the same thing again in probably the real world you would do? Um, if, you know, if Romeo Command does actually ping break, it out, it outpace into the corner and they'll pretty much all hold their line, I think, to the bend. Um, we mentioned Gaetan Nemo. I think Kachis is overpriced, to be honest, at 33 to 1. He's, uh, there's, there's, just, there's just shades of astute missile there. You know, you can't see him in theory leading, although he's been breaking like a sprinter in a couple of these races. He's good getting slightly outpaced the corner, but they all go to the bend a bit together. You can just sort of see him, you know, maybe being second off the second bend or, or something like that. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. Look, he's a 33 to 1 shot. He's 33 to 1 for a reason, really, because of the speedsters around him. But I thought at 33 to 1, each way you could, I mean, with the uh, numerical numbered firm, you could bet him three places at 33. I thought that was a fair enough bet. You know, you, you're getting the best part of sort of eight to one in finishing in the first three. Obviously, you're losing the win part of the, of the bet there. But I thought he was too big a price at that. Uh, of the others, Ninja Kerry, look, again, I mean, got there on merit. You can't fault what he's done. You know, he's coming to the end of his career probably now. He's, you know, nearly nearly four, but he's been a credit to Belinda Green all the way through. Definitely hasn't really taken a toaster, but on class alone, he's got to the final. But you're going to need an act of God for him to win, I think, really here in this race, taking beyond the thing. Look, it's Swords Rex race to lose, in, in my opinion. He's been poor perfect all the way through and. It'll be some effort for a dog to go all that way, literally A-led, 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 all the way through to the final. I will say about the, the times too, is um, I thought the track was definitely slower for his race as well the other night with Clone the Duke. Um, the tractor went around an awful lot of times before Swords Rex's race after the uh, the first semi-final, when I thought the track was uh, was definitely running a little bit slower. Another aside, last trying to get three in the final, apparently, was Charlie Lister, 2003. There we go. So, a bit of useful information for you there. In the, the year that Farlow Verdict uh, got disqualified, uh, it was, um, I think, top savings was in that. Farlow Verdict, it was Farlow Verdict, or Jupy Hewitt got disqualified. Farlow Verdict, top savings, and Larkill Bullet. There you go. Charlie, last to get three in the final. So, a bit of history from Graham's made here, anyway. And what I do know as well is I don't think there's been, if a trainer has got three in the final, they've not got the one, two, three as the result. So if that happens, there will be a bit of history made on Saturday. Gio, how did you see the Greyhound Derby final? How's it playing out in your mind? It's hard to add anything um, valuable to what's already been said. I mean, Swords Rex, the word is consistent, isn't it? His splits, his times. He's not gone over 29 seconds once. I think, as, as Barry Anlofty said, you know, even in the semi-final, when he came out, as soon as his paws hit that sand, the the acceleration is, is breathtaking. It really is incredible. And it is hard. He's a worthy favourite. He's unbeaten. It, it's hard to see past him, but... In the back of my mind, and I might be being biased because of the, the anti-post bet, but Cloner Dukes broke the track record twice. He has got the time in the book to beat Swords Rex. He's the one that's capable. He's 10 to 3. Look, the draw's not not ideal for him. He has won from track four and five in Ireland. And uh, I think Barry was one of those the select stakes where he was he was out wide and he won. Yeah, and he was he was drawn out wide in the final of the I think it was the Laurels as well. He was a little unlucky in there in track five. He almost made a bend. So yeah, he's good for any trap really, Joe. Once he comes out half decently. 
Yeah, so it's not look, it's not ideal, but it's not a huge negative. He's not certainly not one that's going to be diving in for the for the rails. So um it's just enjoy the final credit to Belinda Green and the team for Ninja Kerry. You know, what a story that is. But let's face it, you know, he probably is going to need a little bit of trouble to to win this. Kachis will be staying on. He's got a decent enough draw in, in track one. And, um, you know, he could certainly place in this for sure. But um, you wouldn't be surprised if it's a one, two, three for the Holland Kennel. The, the fly in the ointment for the Irish team is obviously Romeo Command, who, again, does have the times in the book to win this. You know, a 28-75, for example, you know, could win the derby final um depending on what happens in the race so um it'll be interesting to see how he comes out but uh, he, you know swords rex is probably going to have to be slightly would slightly miss it to, to not win here because um his acceleration and early pace he's been showing has been electric um and once he's out in front you know is anyone going to pick him up here probably not so uh, you know it's one to enjoy really good high quality final can't wait for saturday yeah, I'm very, very excited for Saturday. Just to put my two cents in, I was going to go for my, I do a combination forecast, combination tricast on the Derby final because, well, why not? And Swords Rex, I mean, I wasn't championing him from the off, but I absolutely am now. I really want him to emulate Westmead Hawk and go all the way through the Derby uh, unbeaten. I think he's going to take the crown on Saturday. I think Romeo Command is the fly in the ointment because if he does get out in that box, in box three, he could lay it down to Swords Rex. He's certainly got the pace and he was only beaten by him last week, I think, because he just didn't get out of the boxes. 424 split from Romeo Command. We know he can go a lot quicker than that. And Cachise would be my third one because I think he's got a great draw on the inside. He stays on all the way around the track and he might be picking them off down the back. If there is any scrimmaging at all, he could be the one to make up the three. So that would be my idea of my combi forecasts and tricasts. So that is the Derby final. It's all going to be over by probably 9.17 just to be on the safe side on Saturday night. We will know who is the 2023 Star Sports and TRC English Greyhound Derby winner. So good luck to everyone involved, everyone that's got a connection with all six Greyhounds. Good luck and uh, hopefully it goes the right way for you. Right, we've got plenty of races, of course, on Saturday at Toaster. The first is coming up at 6.04. It is the Jack Murrell Memorial Trophy race with Trap 1 Aero Aaron. Two Fate Point Jet, three Milton Noah, four Bombay the Best, five Kaluki, and six Savannah Hero. Um, I do quite like Kaluki, but Bombay the Best for me, if he is at his best for Paul Young, should, I think, take all the beating in this lineup. He, he wouldn't necessarily always be the quickest to go, but he's run okay at Toaster in the past. Obviously, he was behind Gay Time Nemo in the first round. He was beaten in nine lengths. He just stuck to the middle like glue. And he gets away okay, 424 split on that occasion. He's he's going to be up there. If he turns handy enough, Bombay, the best for me, would be the one to side with. Lofty? Uh, yeah, not the most inspiring opener, I must admit. I fell down on the side of Faith Point Jet. Um, I'm sure Barry will tell us a bit more about him later on. Uh, looks like he... I think he might have run in the same state. Was that the Michael Fortune on race stake he ran in at Ennis Corvin? Ennis which, Corvin, uh, yeah. Yeah, which has thrown a few nice dogs out in the past. I know Thorn Falcon won it a couple of years ago. So, you know, he wouldn't have been a cheap purchase from that stake. Um, 1579 trial. Obviously, thrown him into a sprint to get used to track. This is his first one over four bends there. It'd sort of be one that would, would interest me in this race. Um, I saw Bombay the best win at Oxford. He's a bit quirky, Bombay the best, to be kind about him. 
Uh, you know, I thought again the track maybe play more to his strengths around there, the, the slightly more galloping track like Toaster was than Oxford. Um, yeah, I mean he wouldn't he wouldn't be far away. Disappointed with Savannah here. I know he won the big race on Night of Stars last year, and um, but he was a bit flat. I thought in Madab he didn't run too badly against Kachisu, led him, but then he blew him away from the third corner. So yeah, five point jet for me. I know Aero Aaron also ran well in Madab. He'd be a long campaign there. Not like he was showing the effects of that a little bit when he uh, when he ran up at Hove the other night. So five point jet, pretty fresh. Only be second start in this country. First race over four bends. I'm going to take a flyer with him in the uh, the opener. Okay, a flyer with five point jet for Lofty Barry. Yeah, five point jet is a really interesting one here, Danny. As uh, Lofty mentioned, he, I wouldn't say he came cheap over to the UK. Very well bred, droopy jet out of Palermo, and um, Palermo, of course, the dam of Mister Chelm. He was previously trained by. Peter Cronin. So he's got some really good form in, in those on race stakes down in Enniscourt. He actually has a victory over Borges Supreme on his card, who went on to win the produce stakes there um, at the weekend. His, he only had one race so far over there, a sprint run. He's only beaten Lent in a quarter. He absolutely walked it. And look, it was a decent enough contest. Maryland's mate, I think he used to run around um, Romford. He's not a bad dog, Maryland's mate. And he gave them a, an awful long start, and he's still only beaten Lent in a quarter. So I think if he traps level, I know he's gone up in class a little bit from his last run. He's gone up in class a good bit from his last run, I suppose. But if he traps level, he's a, a real interesting one. Bombay, the best, just has that that trial on his card, really, the 29-16. And he hasn't really done anything before that or since that. It's it's a strange mark on his card. He flew from traps in that trial, 406. But he hasn't done anything near it since, so he's opposable. Savannah Hero, I remember interviewing Damien Matches after he won last year at the Winter Racing Festival. And I said to him, he's, he's just that two or three lengths off a really really top one didn't he but I, I, I still maintain that that opinion of him um, but yeah Faye Point Jet he's the interesting one um, he could be anything in this race so I'll side with him in the fourth Two votes for Faye Point Jet Joe who did you side with? Three points for Faye Point Jet um, yeah as you said that, that form in Ireland's good I think that 28-41 is the fourth fastest of the year so far at Ennis Corfi you know really really good time and then those those sprint trolls 15 79 15 88 that's 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 pretty quick as Barry alluded to or said even you know he was he was slowly away in that D1 so I'd put a line through that but a most interesting runner here um you know Aero Aaron's derby campaign was was brilliant um there's a good prize on offer here all night obviously a grand here for for this race so connections will be keen to get that um and, and as you said Bombay the best hasn't shown his trapping boots in that that toaster run but so that um the 401 397 at Oxford is is pretty quick. So um, you know, if Bombay the best can get out, then then has a chance for sure. But I'm just I think Faye Point Jet is, is the one here, could be a class above. Okay, three votes for Faye Point Jet and Bombay the Best. Maybe chuck him in your forecasts. Uh 620 is the RPG TV champion bitch stakes. We've got a couple of these, and the first one sees trap one, Millbank Peach, two moments of magic, three Whiting's New Era. Four is Crossfield Cora, five Leah's Dream, and six is Arthur Chicken. I like Whiting's new era. Uh, it was a good winner at Romford over the 575. The 500 is absolutely no problem for her. She went to the second round, was just out by um, behind McNeil in the second round of the derby. Just think she's probably got the runs, the form in the book, really, to beat them here if she can get out the boxes on level terms even. She's, you know, 4.14, 4.18 kind of split times. Uh, she's not, you know, the best away, but she shows a bit of decent toe into the first turn. So Whiting's New Era would be the one for me. Lofty? Yeah, some strong running types here. Uh, this would be an interesting race to the call and see what comes out. You'd be looking at your wing mirrors here, I think, for, for dogs coming home strong. Um, I know Mark Wallace... Uh, 
I spoke to him on the lunch on the Monday. He was very, he quite strongly fancied Crossfield Cora last week. Disappointed he didn't pick up Faith on Susie, but she, you know what she's like, and she took an almighty ping through the boxes, and she's been a revelation really around Toaster. She's really taken to the track. Um, moments of magic, of course. She, uh, she won the uh, the British bread on this card last year. She comes on strong. Been running really well too, man. Oxford, um, you know, she's got the form in the book, and she's definitely sort of, you know, come to back to her best. She won this last year. Uh, which actually won on this card last year. I think she'll be a big runner here as well. The interesting dog is the one, Mill, uh, Millbank Peach, who's, I look back on his form, not had, a tr had one trial, one sprint trial literally a year ago. So the recent look would, would put you off a little bit there. But, you know, I mean, absolutely flying form around Romford. That Havana Bailout race at uh, Central Park the other day. I mean, Havana Bailout completely took off there. We know what a freakishly fast dog she is when she, uh, you know, puts her paws down, does everything right. And she's got her, she's got her thinking head on straight. And um yeah, that was no disgrace to be mown down by her close home there. So this is done. This is a really, really good race. It's very competitive. The first real race in the card, I think you might see a few quid about for a few dogs. But I'm going to go for moments of magic. Just think might get the run of the race here around the bends and uh, say, come to live Derby Farm and I won the British bread last year. We don't have absolute brains on it, I seem to recall. Hopefully it <laughs> won't be quite so bad this time. Fingers crossed. Uh, Joe, who did you like? Well, as Lofty said, moments of magic. It was really impressive at Oxford last Friday. Uh, slowly away, but... Picked them up and uh, 26.89 was really good going. I was, was very impressed by that. And uh, she must have a great chance. As you said, Whiten's new era, the first round of the derby behind Swords Rex, that was a really promising one and a replication of that. You know, it could be good enough, but I definitely, I, I do like Crossfield Cora here. Um, you know, he's looked very good and improving bitch. Was second in the three steps. Um, been second three times since, but put in some good times. Um, and I just think uh, Mark Wallace's bitch should should go close here and I do fancy her to win this. And Barry, who did you side with? I'm going to side with Trap 5 here at a bit of a price. Leah's dream, as Lofty mentioned, um, most of the, of the runners in this field have form over four. In fact, five of the six have form over six bends. And I just thought Leah's dream has a chance to lead here. Did clock 29.45 in a trial prior to the derby, I think it was. That's probably not good enough to win this. She will need to improve on that. But she has got two um, runs around Nottingham where she's dipped under five seconds uh, sectionals of the bend. I don't think that's too bad. And a decent win at Perry Bardell last time when she came from off the pace to win in 28-19 over 480 metres. So um, I think she has a chance to lead and plenty of strong staying types in behind. You will be looking in your in your wing mirrors, as Lofty did say. But um, yeah, I think she'd be a bit of a price here on Saturday night, Leah's dream. Uh, I think she's got a leader's chance. So at a big price, I'll go with Leah's dream in the second. Bit of value then for Leah's dream. I'm with Whiting's New Era. A couple of votes for Moments of Magic. On to the third race. It's the BGBF True Frame British Bread Champion Stakes final over 500 metres. Trap one is Sing Along Stacey. Two, Westwell Ema. Three, Who Needs Wings. Four, Sign It Goofy. Five, Wolf Moon. And six, No Rush. I absolutely love what are you showing they've, me, Joe? They've confirmed the match race, Marie Champion, and New Destiny. Oh. Sorry to interrupt you. Breaking news. Yeah, do, go for it. Yeah, breaking news. So what, what time are they going to be? What's it going to... What, what's 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 going on, Joe? have to be after the Durand. I won it because obviously... Well, it'd be, well, yeah, no, it'd be no, it's the first no. race. 5.47. Blimey. Okay, interesting. That's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? It's <laughs> Run it after. There'd be more money. The last, the last race. Well, they were saying the about the kennel in, weren't they? Uh, well, they could just bring. They them in didn't late, want the puppies they? to be in the kennels for like five, six hours. The trainers, I don't think. Oh, well, that's enough. fair. Yeah. So we've got um, a match. Ten k to the winner. Fair enough. Good effort. Good effort. 
They priced it up wrong, believe me, as well. Last night, the people on Twitter, good almighty. I wouldn't mind taking 11 away Marie Champion. Well, if yeah. it was, you'd have to take the odds against whichever, wouldn't you? Well, no, it was, they do, it was wrong. I mean, I, I, I made Marie, I'll, I'll, I'll bet four to seven, five to four, four to seven, Marie Champion, five to four, the, the one thing. But yeah, there we go. It's all about opinions, isn't it? <laughs> wow. So 5.47, mark your card. That's when we start the toaster card then on Saturday with the match race. It's going to be uh, pretty, pretty good. I'm all on board Marie Champion, um, mainly because I, I partly know the connections, but also because he's a very, very strong runner. So excited to see him on the card. Um, I think quite a few people were wondering where he was going to, or where he was and why he wasn't there. But as far as I know, I think the puppy race had six declared all railers. Mm-hmm. And it just, the makeup of the race, four puppies just wasn't going to be great as far as I know, Jack. Yeah, I know. But I mean, you know, we have plenty of races in competitions where it's full of railers. So there was a, sure there was a, a graded race on or, or an open race on um, on Friday where it was all wides and middles with no railers. I just don't, I, I know it could get messy and stuff, but if the trainers are happy and, and the owners and want to run their dogs, then, you know, should a puppy race go ahead? It's, you know, it's a, it's a cracking race. That was the point, though. They weren't. So, well, then who's, who was moaning? But they were all moaning that there was no puppy race then, the connections. And, uh, well, I think it, was, it wasn't... I think some of the connections that had declared the dogs and then didn't quite... Um, didn't know there was going to be six railers. A couple were taken out. Literally two from the same trainer were taken out and because he wasn't happy. So with that in mind, obviously, they were only having four... And you can't run a forerunner puppy race on Derby final night. So they then said no. And obviously the match has come come about, which is great news. Um, but I think, yes, I would run no problem with six railers or whatever, middles and wides. Just puppies. You don't want to give them, you know, experienced dogs. Yeah, fine. I'm just, uh, I'm a little bit leery about puppies. I know they're good puppies. Yeah, but, but I am a bit I, leery. I, 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 I know I I do agree with you, but at the end of the day, this is one of you know this should be one of the top puppy races of the year with with prestige on Derby final night. You know, mm. it's quite it's you could easily get six railers in a final of an event. You know, of a puppy competition if if the if the best dogs were railers, and I'm, I don't think connections will pull their dogs out then. So uh, mm. it seems strange. And even if they did, could they not find a couple of middles or a couple of wides from the trainers in there or, or other other puppies around and and try and fill it? I'm sure people would but that's just my opinion it's 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 wrong 99 percent of the time so i think that's what they were saying about that also with the, having the six whalers about you were saying about having two dogs i mean there's all the talk about why quateria is not in the sprint with uh with googling jet and i don't know if it's the fact oh they look into have like two you know two dogs from the same trainer if you look through all the uh invitation and non-qualifying races there's not a single race where two trainers are WF or a trainer's got two in a race, so but but it's different owners, one. you know. If I'm the owner of the, uh, the other dog, oh, that's, course, not, yeah. that's not fair, is it? No, you know, that's what not, he no. proved one of the top sprinters or a second in the silver salver, was he? You know, beat yeah. Gugain Jet, Gugain Jet's class, obviously, we know that and should be in it, but that just seems bizarre, bizarre again. You know, if I've got a dog in Matt's kennel, um, you know, and they're two four Ben dogs, and then our yeah. dog doesn't get in, you know, because they don't want two from the same trainer, that mm. that's not right. Uh, so before the breaking news of the match race for the puppies, Mary Champion and New Destiny, can't wait for that at 5.47 on Saturday at Toaster. I was diving into the 6.35, the BGBF True Frame British Bread Champion Stakes final. So I'll just remind you who we've got. 
Track one, sing along Stacey. Two, Westwell Ema. Three, Who Needs Wings. Four, Sign at Goofy. Five, Wolf Moon. And six, No Rush. Sign at Goofy. Kings the lids and makes every single yard. That's how I see it in my mind. I absolutely love this lad. Last year when he got to the semifinals and then got knocked out of the Greyhound derby, I was like, I was absolutely devastated. I deserted him last week because I do like No Rush as well, and she's a strong finisher. But I've realised in the year since I've really studied Sinek Goofy and watched him run and, and seen him over a few weeks, he is stronger than he has been. And he hits a little bit of a flat spot, I think, down the back but then he absolutely motors around those final two bends. And no rush is no back number. She's a very strong bitch in, in her own right, but she just couldn't pick him up at all. She was uh, beaten two and a half lengths. So I think Sinek Goofy, if he's on song, he's got the draw. I think he's going to be very, very tough to beat. What say you, Joe? Yeah, I think there's going to be a replay of the semi-final. I can't see past Sinek Goofy myself. You know, he's he's class. Um, he should be too good for these, but I think no rush could uh, ch chase him home. Um, and I think um, I play the forecast here, sign it goofy to beat no rush. I could see sing along Stace is going to have to get out because West Willem is going to be coming in to the rail, I think. So there could be a little trouble there. Who needs wings um, will be staying on late also. Um, and, and Wolf Moon ran a good race last time, to be fair, behind sing along Stacey back in, in third. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the four to beat six, keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. Are you, Barry? Yeah, it's very hard to look beyond Sinek Goofy. Um, any of his last two runs would be good enough to win this. He looks like he's, look, he's long odds on to lead. It'd be very, very hard to pass. Um, one I will give a mention to, maybe to follow him home, is Westwell Emer. I thought she ran quite well last week from trap one. Uh, missed the break, showed decent enough pace up and challenge into the third bend before uh, Singalong Stacey just pulled away a little bit. So, um, yeah, I'd give Westwell Emer a bit of a chance from trap two, but... Very, very hard to see past Sina Goofy. As I said, a repeat of his last two runs would be good enough to win this. And Lofty, you're taking him on or are you just... No, probably the same way. I did well lay him last week, actually. You know, I think he was probably a tad fortunate. I mean, Shockwave Onyx was up his inside at the corner and just seemed to go slightly missing Shockwave Onyx last week. Um, I think he got beaten last week if Shockwave Onyx would have, uh, would have stayed sound. But look, he's, there's not a lot of early areas, we say. He's a certain to lead again. He's a strong enough dog in front now around there. Sing along Stacey. I mean, she reversed the form last week with Wolf Moon from the uh, from the heat. I thought she ran well last week. She definitely moved off a little bit of the corner. So, she did show a little bit more early. I thought Wolf Moon could possibly reverse places with her again. So, as you say, no rush. She'll stay out wide and, and stays on strong. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for a, a Sinek Goofy Wolf Moon forecast here. Trying to be clever giving the forecast away. But no, I think quite hard to see past Sinek Goofy. Sorry, folks. Can I just ask, what is the criteria for British breast? I'm not trying to be smart now or anything, but I'm just looking at the breeding of some of these. Obviously, Magical Bale, good news to Irish Slayer. So is it the bitches? Yeah. It's earmarked in Britain. They have yeah, to be yeah. born and earmarked in, in, in Britain, yeah. Perfect. That'll do. Then, That'll do. And then registered in Britain as well, yeah. Like you say, we had the issue with Romeo Magico. Obviously, spent with basically born in Ireland, spent all his time in Ireland, but he was, uh, yeah, he was earmarked to the Brit. I remember Dave Firmage messaged me when I pressed up the... Uh, the top British bread. And he's like, well, you've left that Romeo Magico. And I was like, well, he's Irish. And he goes, no, he's British bread. And he looked through and said about it. And fair play, I was, I was wrong. But yeah, so um, it does, yeah, it's, it's to be earmarked in the UK and they've got to be registered with the uh, the, the British stuff book, the uh, ground stuff book over here. So I'm trying to look at at the moment because we want ours to be British bread when the time's right. But then obviously we might send them over to Ireland to be reared. So it's just making sure that they're British bread so they can compete in the competitions. Um, yeah. But 
you know, we probably send them over to Ireland to be reared. But then a lot of people won't won't do won't uh, whelp them if they're not going to rear them because obviously the money's mm. in it with the rearing. So it's, mm. it's 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 a little bit difficult. But um, yeah, we'll see. Good luck. And every day is a school day because I didn't know that either. Uh, right, 6.52, it is the Derby final night. Star Sports dot bet trophy over 500 metres. Track one, Ballymac Conti. Two, Cantoa Jack. Three is Burnchurch Mick. Four, Chelm Switch. Five, Warzone Tom. And six is Dean Ridge. Awesome. Now, it was supposed to be a veterans race as far as I know, and it didn't it feel that is why Warzone Tom is allowed to be in it because he is in August 19. So I found this out yesterday because people were saying, why is Warzone Tom in the veterans race? Well, it's not a veterans race. So it is now just a standard 500 because it didn't feel and they've took Warzone Tom in there, who's almost at veteran stage, but not quite because it had to be um, June 19. So... Uh, July 19, sorry. So everybody else is a veteran. Warzone Tom's just on the border. Always liked Warzone Tom anyway. I think he's got a, a good chance in box five. Dean Ridge Awesome should keep himself high, wide and handsome on the outside. And then uh, Burnchurch Mick, see what he can do uh, from the Reese Kennel. I, I've always kind of championed Burnchurch Mick. And if he pings from box three, which I'm kind of hoping we see a few because I keep saying, I, I like the fact that they're going to ping from box three. I'm hoping it's the same as Saturday night uh, because it certainly wasn't when I was on the show yesterday. But Burnchurch Mick, I think, has got a good chance. But got to go with my uh, uh, war zone, Tom. I think between the two, maybe I'll just go for a forecast and reverse it. Why not? Lofty, who are you with? Yeah, I'm with you, Danny. I think looks uh, looks two runners on paper to me. Although Bally Matt Conti's a, a funny dog at Swindon and Oxford shows never never runs two races like the Burnshire Schmidt. I backed him for the Derby actually last year, um, and I thought he'd go a long way, but he didn't quite fall right for him. But he's still shown he's got all the ability there in the book. Um, Warzone Tom obviously was one of the first track record holders around the new the new toaster, as it were. Um, you know, he's always taken a liking to the place, and it looks a match between the pair. I think Burnshire Schmidt. May well get first run. Thought he ran well in that standard final the other night against uh, Ivan Exile, who's uh, definitely slowly coming back to his best as well. Don't forget, he was a Birmingham Cup winner last year. He did a little spam with doldrums. And uh, I think that form might be good enough here to uh, hold off Warzone Tommy. You know, he'll be finishing wide and strong. OK, so three and five, it looks between the two, Joe. Yeah, Fern Church Mick for me. He was um, very good on Friday, running behind Ivan Exile. As, as Lofty said, that was a good race. But Ivan Exile does look... Sort of back to his best now. Um, certainly very near to it, and it was a very good run. So uh, he's 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 probably going to lead here, and I think he can make all. And I'm going to uh, keep it simple yet again. I mean, Bally McConte is obviously a good, really good dog on his day. One from five, a toaster maybe doesn't show his best here. Um, so uh, sticking with Mick. Okay, sticking down the centre, Barry. Yeah, I was a big fan of Born George Mick for this race, but I just had a look back at Wars on Tom. So the dog is off. The dog is off. <laughs> he's off again, yeah. yeah. He's something, off Born George Mick exactly. as well. He's off upstairs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I just thought Wars on Tom ran a cracker at Hove recently in his latest race. Um, I thought he broke well on that occasion, and he was actually balked on the run-up, which is not on the card. Um, lost his position into the bend, and he was he was well off them heading into the back straight, and he stormed home. He just finished, just sorry, just beaten, uh, I think it was a head or so, and he was well in front into the, uh, into the pickup. So... Broadchurch Mickey hasn't got some of the great sectionals around Toaster as you associate he has at, at other tracks. So, um, yeah, Wars on Tom can trap, and I think if he traps well, he might get himself into a decent pitch. And he ran a cracker at Hove only um, last weekend. So, I'll go Wars on Tom just to beat Broadchurch Mick. Okay, Wars on Tom to beat Burnchurch Mick, but it looks like it's centered around those two greyhounds. 
on we go to the 710, which is the RPG TV champion at Bitch Stakes. We've got two of those. This looks set to be a mouth-altering clash. One is Undulation. Track two, What's Up Eva. Three, Fabulous Azura. Four, Fade Point Susie. Five, Distant Emma. And six, Havana Bailout. I don't know, because I love them all. <laughs> um, I mean, Undulation. I do like this girl. Um it's just the fact that she's moved off a couple of times and she's in box one would slightly uh, colour it for me. Fabulous Azura, we know what she can do. She's got all the way through uh, the Greyhound Derby. She's a daughter of Magical Bell. She's put in a good time, good enough time, 29.30. Faye Point Susie ran an absolute stormer last week uh, in a time of 29.23. She beat Crossfield Cora easily, absolutely pinged the lids of a 4.09 split. Havana bailout, we know as soon as her paws hit the sand, she's, well, as long as she's on a going day, she's very, very quick. Distant Emma, I mean, is one of the three steps for the Drapers uh, back in May. But the fact that bit Distant Emma's had a, a couple of looks round Toaster, uh, obviously is quite heartening. A couple of solo trials, certainly improved from first to second look as well. So that would lead me to believe she's going to improve a little, I think, Distant Emma. And then what's up, Eva, who's just been sensational of late, has uh, beaten from post to pillar, has beaten Delish Frankie, did uh, get beaten by Havana Bailout last week, but didn't get the best of runs. It did have a bit of trouble. So if I was going to go for one, um, possibly Faye Point Susie just from the run last week. And I've got a little eye on distant Emma. So that's who I would side with in this absolutely mouth-watering clash, Joe. Yeah, this is one of the races of the night, if not outside of the derby, the race of the night. Any six could win, really. Six classy, classy bitches. Um, you might just be better off just backing the outsider of the six, to be honest, because any of these could win. I mean, the only... What's Up Eva's been running brilliantly at Hove, but hasn't run at Toaster for over a year now. I don't know whether that might be a slight negative, but she's certainly in good form. Undulation, you know, great derby campaign. No chance in, in the heat after, be after being taken wide, but it's 29.02 on the card, as has Havana Bale out at Toaster, and, and she's been running really well. You know, we've mentioned her quite a lot on here about you never know what you're going to get, but to be fair, she's she's been running really well at the moment. Distant Emma, three steps winner. Great great competition there fabulous is a brilliant bitch you know if she pings out from trap three we'll say that again you know she certainly can hold on and make all and fade point susie is, is no back number um you know as you said danny great win last time out as well so um mm. I, i'm not even going to try and guess the winner of this without seeing the prices but i think any if anything's a decent price it might be worth having a couple of quid on the outsider here but great race brilliant brilliant race yeah, like Joe says, six classy bitches go poor to poor, Barry, but who's going to come out on top? Oh, I wish I knew. It's a, it's a cracking <laughs> race, and, and similar to what Joe said, like if you're lofty there on Saturday night, you just lay the top two in the market, don't you? Because you've got four real live wires running for you. No matter what you lay, if you can lay anything here at 2 to 1, 9 to 4, you've got, some, you've got real options running for you, like undulation. We know what she can do. What's up, Eva's been running really well around mm -hmm. home. Look, I can go through the whole lot of them. Fabulous Azura was so good. I still remember that night last year when she won the, the bitch race at, at Shelburne Park. And Havana Bailout, like, she's a freak as well. She's so good on her day. So, look, I'd probably just side with Undulation with my Irish hat on. She, I know she does move wide on the run-up, but the reason I'll just give her a small chance is what's up, baby? She hasn't run around there in over a year, and she's best off the front, and, and the traps might just catch her out. We know Undulation 
and fly from from trap. So if what's up, Ava was was to miss it, and undulation was to take a flyer, she could be the one. But yeah, I'd love to be lofty there on Saturday night if you could lay a couple of these at two to one. <laughs> Are you taking on lofty? I just say this is probably the, I agree with Joe. It's probably the best race of the night. I think out of the Derby final. Um, yeah, I would. If I was, if you forced me to want to try and lay a couple of dogs here, it would be the, the, the two outside, Distant Emma and Havana Bale. I'm not sure Distant Emma, she had a couple of runs back at Toaster the back end of last year and, and didn't win round. I know she had a couple of looks around there. Just don't think the track will suit her. Um, I love it a bit. So she's a great bitch. Obviously, within the three steps, she was coming out of season within the three steps as well. And she was probably just bang on for the final. She should be at fever pitch now for it. Just sort of five and six are similar sort of dogs. They've got that similar sort of freakish speed when they, they do everything right, but they might just get in each other's way here. Um, I'm like you with you, Danny. I thought Faye Point Susie done nothing wrong last week. You know, she's got a leader's chance. She'll smash her. Only slot where I was, Fabrice Zura might get up her inside. If she gets up her inside down to the third bend, I think she could outstay her. Um, you know, one and two probably drawn the wrong way round. What's up either? She has quite a close railer. Undulations with both sets of moves off. But yeah, best race in the car for me from a, a betting point of view. Certainly putting the price up on the board. We're quite happy to fill the hot air in there. And see what happens. And if anything does win, then then so be it. And if you've got a loser in the book, I'll be confident. I'm trying to get it beat one way or the other, but it should be a great spectacle. This race, really looking forward to this one. And that is coming up at ten past seven. Moving on, we've got the Morris Newman Memorial Trophy race. It's over the five hundred meters, and trap one is as I say: two make it the bear, three Savannah Titan, four Infield Billy, five Jetstream Wind, and six is Dean Ridge Skippy. I would be with as I say: got the fastest time of these by a country mile twenty nine oh one. That was recorded in the first round of the Derby beat Savannah Titan. Went down to sign at Goofy after that. Couldn't match his pace early on and then got crowded out of it behind Distant Podge in the third round. So he's back on Saturday. And I think with that 29.01, I love Broadstrand Bonos as well. So hoping that, as I say, can win well from the inside draw because he has won well from this location at Toaster in the first round. So fingers crossed he does it again. Joe, who are you with? Same as you, Danny, as I say, stands out here, you know, with that piece of form, but, but it's got a nice draw. It's not the strongest race for Derby final tonight, is it? Um, the fly in the ointment could be Jetstream Wind, who we know can break well. Um, and, and if Jetstream Wind could get out of the traps and show good early, you know, has, has got every chance, but but hard to look away from, as I say, for me. Lofty? Yeah, not the most competitive race, as, as Joe said, probably arguably oh, the weakest race of the night, along with the first race. And as I say, as we both said, you know, ran really well with Derby. Them lines of form there, stand up for it. I will go mention to make it the bear who would uh, probably won the um, ill-fated uh, puppy derby earlier in the year around there. You know, runs a track really well, but it's been off for a while. But um, I know Frank Gray's been quite bullish about him and he's been getting him sort of fit. You know, it'd be it'd be dangerous because he just loves the track. Obviously, trained locally there. He would be certainly of interest if it's any money for him as well. But um, yeah, as I say, but I'd be certainly a bit cautious about make it the bear. If I've shown a real love affair with this track before. Okay, as I say, but uh, cautious about track two, make it the bear. Barry? Yeah, I respect, as I say, in one, that was a good uh, victory in one of the earlier rounds of the derby, but I think that race sort of fell apart from me. He was in against Riopa Joey that night. Riopa Joey completely missed the break. That where Rodney was in trap two, he's got no early pace at all, so he got a handy run to the bend that night. Look, he has got the fastest time on the, on the card. Make it the bear. Recent trials have been just a little bit disappointing, so I'll be with Jetstream wind here in five. I think he's well drawn. Infield Billy in four hasn't got much early pace. And look, I think it's a drop in class for Jetstream Wind. When you look at his last couple of lines of form behind Sword Direct, Brinkley's Magic, and even Ryoka Joey, and he can go up quite well. He has got a 405 and a 408. 
on his card. And even the last couple of runs he has when he was being beaten four fifteens and four fourteen. So I think he can go up quite well. So I'll be with Jetstream Wind in this race, Danny. Three votes for, as I say, one for Jetstream Wind. We've got the uh, next race is the Star Sports. Congratulates James Maloney as the BSM OTY winner stakes. It's duplicated over 7, 12 metres. We've got Trap 1, Bubbly Scorcher, 2, Untold Rupee, 3, Savannah Heros, 4, Snooty Rose, 5, Luna Jezebel, and 6, <clears throat> Ted's Dexter. I've always liked Untold Rupee over the six bends. Came uh, in behind Salaka's Smasher, was always handy uh, last week. Uh, the Carol Weatherall charge over the 7, 12, and I think it could be uh, set up for her quite nicely as well uh, on Saturday. So she would be my idea of a, maybe a little bit of value. Um, Lofty? I don't think she'll be value, Danny, but I think she'll win. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I fancy her quite strongly, actually. I thought she had a yeah. blind the other night. I think she might get first run on some of these as well. You know, some of these aren't the, aren't the quickest early doors and she certainly, she would stay this trip. I mean, they wanted to run in the Durando Marathon. She didn't really stay the uh, Oxford, the eight, 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 four, five, eight, four, six round there when they ran her in the uh, the Galaxy Marathon. But she was bearing down the Salaka Smasher last week. Admittedly, Salaka Smasher, seven twelves as far as he wants to go. He's a real nice type as well. But um, yeah, I thought on that run last week, it was it was a big eye catcher for me. And I think she's early here to get off the front. When she gets off the front, I don't think she'll be caught. Um, Savannah Heros, uh, I think, ran over further. I know Kevin wanted to run in the, in the Durando as well. He had the choice of running her or um, Savannah Queen, who he's put in the Durando Marathon. So, you know, she'll be coming home strong. Luna Jezebel, we know he's been winning around Crayford over the, the 10 men trip there. But this 7 12 is probably very similar to that. No, I thought Untold Rupee was, uh, was quite a strong fancy for me here, to be truthfully honest. Untold Rupee, a strong fancy for Lofty. What about you, Barry? Yeah, Untold Rupee for me, um, it pains me a bit this one. I, I could have bought her for a song after her tour race um, here in, in Dublin, but I, I'd literally just bought one and the very next day she became available for sale. So I rang my old mate, Boyle Sports Damo, and, and he bought her for um, uh, for a steal, shall we say, and he he, uh, <laughs> he made a nice few quid on her when he sold her over to to the UK. So yeah, she was formerly known as Abby Lee Rose. She ran well in a, in a good race stake around Newbridge. Um, and she's really taken to six bends. So, yeah, as Lottie did say, I think she's got more early pace than some of her rivals, and I think she'll be strong enough off the front over this sort of a trip. So, yeah, Untold Rupee, formerly known as Abby Lee Rose for me. Joe? Yeah, um, I think I agree. It's it's one I'd, I'd, I'd like to see the prices for before I'd make, you know, have an opinion, really. I think Untold Rupee is the most likely winner. That that trial from Savannah Heros was was very good, 42.94. So a replication of that could, you know, could well be good enough for sure. And, and Luna Jezebel is is a classy bitch, um, you know, been running really well at Crayford, as Lofty said. No, only had two runs at Toaster over the four bends and, and no good. So it's a little bit of a question mark for me how she's going to run the track over over six bends. Um, but if she's a prize, she might be worth chanting because she does have some top top quality form over staying trips. But um, I think, you know, the safe option is untold rupee for sure. So the safe option is untold rupee. See how the market forms later on this week. Next up is the greyhandtrader.com stakes final. It's the category two open final trap one. One day Scoopy, Scoopy, one day Scooby, two Savannah mm-hmm. Topcat, <laughs> three Coppice Trophy, four is Bally Mac John, five Rapido Lady and six Nanny Jezebel. 
Just going to throw this out to you first, Lofty, because Ballymac John's been priced up very short for both rounds of this so far. Is he going to be odds on again, do you think? I'm not sure. I think track four was suiting far better, though, Danny. I did look at this race of the day and thought to myself, will he be skinny again? Um, he was, uh, again, he's been well better both times. I thought he was against the go in the first time. Just more look at him, I think track four might suit him better. Um, obviously, the flying opening here is Savannah Top Cat, who's, who's been coming away for the Hamblins and was very impressive in winning last week and did nothing wrong whatsoever. Um, there was a bit of money about for a few other dogs and some of the later weeks. I mean, Coppice Trophy was, was certainly well backed in the heat, but that was a much slower time. Look, um, Savannah Topcat's got it on the form there with what he's done. Bally Matt John so far has been hitherto disappointing in this competition, but maybe Trap 4 can just get him out slightly better and sway it. Um, it'd be a good race between a pair. Um, but again, I wouldn't be at all surprised if one of the other actually popped up in this race as well, because there's a few of these that have definitely got improvement in it. One day Scooby, he's definitely a little bit quirky, but he's certainly got pace. Um, was chasing home Coppice Trophy, so he was well back to Mount Ben in front last week. Rapido Lady's got plenty of early pace as well. Namely Jezebel, who got asked for a ridiculous bet last week and basically couldn't lay on enough cash to pay the guy out. Um, but that that actually ran really well too in that race too after Coppice Trophy led. So yeah, good. Listen, this is a good heat this. Um, I think Valley Matt John will be short again, purely on the fact that people might think he's a better draw in track four. But yeah, I'd probably be, I expect to see money for Savannah Top Cat. So if I lay the front two, I'd be more than happy to have the other four running for me here. Okay, so Bally Mac John more than likely to be short. I like Savannah Topcat. I was impressed by both of his um, heat and semi-final runs. So hopefully he can ping the lids again. I don't think he'll get the 405 split, but if he gets, you know, the 413, 419 that he's done in the past, he should be able to clear Coppice Trophy and uh, one day Scooby on the run to the first bend. I've also got a little eye on Rapido Lady because I think she's on the improve. She just needs to avoid... A little bit of trouble. I think she's only had about nine runs so far. So she was forming a nice profile prior to this competition and she's done nothing wrong, really. She was second behind a good debutante, make it magical, then third last time uh, behind Savannah Topcat, but she did get a bump turning for home. So Rapido Lady, I've got an eye on. Savannah Topcat would be the main pick for me. Joe? I'm not going to desert Bally Mac John here. He's, he's six to four. There are prices for this. Yeah. He's six to four against Savannah Topcat, seven to four. Um, he won from trap five in the, the puppy final at Hove. I think people thought that might be a bad draw for him, but absolutely not. He, he pinged out and he was a very impressive winner of you know what was a strong race. So um, I, I think six to four is fair. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I mean, again, you know, he was beat by Savannah Topcat, but he was pacing up to go past him around the third bend and he did get blocked off a little bit again. Um, so he didn't have the cleanest trips and that sort of happened the week before with, with Swiven's TJ. So I'm hoping that he will get a li little bit more run, a little bit more room from from trap four, because when he when he can extend his uh, his little paws and his legs, he's he's a very good dog. So, uh, yeah, Bally Mac John for me. And Barry? Yeah, he's a good dog, Bally Mac John, but I've been disappointed with him in his last couple of runs. I thought he trapped OK last week and I was disappointed he couldn't couldn't get to the lead. Um, Savannah Topcat, yeah, if he does that 405 again, they could all be in trouble. And, and as Lofty mentioned, I think he's being kind when he's calling one day school be a little bit quirky. Um, <laughs> he ran a really strange race there last week. I thought when he trapped like he did, I was sure he was going to lead. I, I remember him from Limerick and um, he showed all sorts of early pace in, in his Irish career. But um, yeah, for him to be running on again like that, it was just a strange, strange race. But um, I put up Nanny Jezebel last week and I backed him to win this competition at 66 or so. Um, I'm just hoping he can finish in the first three. It's still young enough to improve. I thought he ran okay last week without being without being um, a real eye catcher. But I, I think there's a chance Bally McJohn could move in on the run-up. So, uh, look, um, first three will do me, do me on Nanny Jezebel, so I'll stick with him. 
out in trap six. I think there could be a little bit of trouble on the inside. Okay, on to the next time Greyhound Nutrition Challenge Trophy. One, Mystical Mario. Two, Ballymac Joey. Three is Brinkley's Magic. Four, New In Ranger. Five, Thunder Black. And six, my boy, Burj Khalifa. Can't ditch him. Uh, I've liked him since he first hit the track uh, as coordination last year. Thought he was a, he's a big, big boy. And he was all legs last year when he was still a puppy. He seems to have grown up throughout the Greyhound Derby and he's putting some really good runs. He did get... Well, I didn't get the best of the break last week. Um, it was just slow to go. He paced up nicely to the bend, but then he got into that little bit of trouble behind Clona Duke. The saw Clona Duke just set sail and record another track record. So no disgrace to have been beaten uh, last week. And I think he could take this race by the scruff of the neck if he's getting out the boxes uh, quickly once again. Uh, Burj Khalifa would be for me because he's going to keep himself high, wide and handsome, tipping the scales at 40 kilos. He's an absolute unit, Burj Khalifa. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing him once again on Saturday night. Uh, Joe, I'll come to you first. Do you like him? Difficult to say, Danny, because this is another really tough, uh, tra trappy race, excuse the pun. I mean, Mystical Mario could get out and lead all the way. Um, he ran a good race from Trap 1 earlier in the Derby campaign behind McNeil 29-19, which was a good run. So I don't think Trap 1's going to be an issue. Um, obviously, you know, we know he beat Clona Duke a couple of runs ago in a 29-10, which, which could definitely take this. Um, Brinkley's Magic has got the, the best recent time on the card with, with his 28-79. Again, when he beat Clona Duke, and we know he's, you know, when he put gets it right, he is a top, top dog. I think just on the balance, though, I, I think Burj Khalifa, as you said, has been impressive. And I just think the consistent times throughout the derby make Burj Khalifa the safest bet here, if you, if you were looking to, to pump one. But it's probably one that I'm going to watch, um, depending on the prices, and, and just enjoy because it's a, it's a decent race, this one. What about you, Barry? Yeah, how can you have a, a strong opinion of a race with Brinkley's magic in it? Like, you just don't know what he's going to do. You, you, you can't go in and, look, uh, I know what you're saying, Danny, about Burj Khalifa. He's going to stay high, wide and handsome and he should avoid trouble. But if he, even if he does all that and he avoids trouble and he does 29 seconds or 28.90, if Brinkley's magic pops out, he can do a ridiculous run. I just fear for Brinkley's magic though from the draw because I think if Mystical Mario even comes out level with him, he's just going to hinder him to the first bend. And you know what he's like at the first bend with company around him. He does tend to ease on the corner. But look, Mystical Mario, Joe did say he ran well from track one earlier in the competition, but he's had three runs then from the middle to wide traps and heading back to track one, it could just catch him out um, a little bit. So I, I think if he was to miss the break, he still could rush up and cause Brinkley's magic uh, a bit of trouble. But yeah, look, my selection would be Burj Khalifa, but um, financially, I just can't have a bet with Brinkley's magic in it because you just don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> Lofty. Are you taking on Brinkley's magic? How, how are you doing it? <laughs> uh, I think Barry's. I think Barry's hit the nail on the head here, really, with Brinkley's magic. You know, he, when he sees dogs around him, he, he doesn't fancy it. I mean, he was clearly that's what he did in these uh, the quarterfinal. You know, he got to the bend, and suddenly there was a wall of dogs in front of him. It's like, no, no, not today. I think Mystical Mario will go pretty straight from track one, but as again as Barry said, but he's been drawn on the outside boxes, back into the inside. Yeah, you know, will he miss it? Um, First Khalifa, I was disappointed with him last week. He had everything I thought in his favour. He just didn't, just didn't happen for him last week, did it really? You know, he still clocked a calculated 29 32. If he'd done that in a in a trial or even a you know a race leading up the derby, you think it's a pretty good run. So you could put that one run behind him. He's clearly well drawn here, but again, as as Barry said, you know, Brinkley's magic in the race. The dog agrees with Brinkley's magic as well being there. It's just you don't know what's gonna happen, do you? Um, it's a race I'd rather put the price up again and see what happens. And if they back something with me. 
Wouldn't be surprised Mystical Mario pinged out a trap one and made all. That would be the biggest shock in the world, certainly. But um, if I saw three or six win, or even new in Ranger one, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise in the world in this race. So, I'd, again, a race I'd rather have the chalk in the hand than, uh, than cash the other side of the fence. Right, on we go to the RPG TV Watling Street Sprint. Always a spectacle. Trap one, Savannah Flying. Two, Newtown Sydney. Three, Crossfield Larry. Four, Dove Gaster. Five, Dugane Jet. And six, Merlin's Mate. Now, we know what an aeroplane Dugane Jet is. I don't know if he loves toaster. That is my one mm -hmm. little niggle mm -hmm. and doubt in my mind. He's been here twice before. He was beaten on both occasions. His trials haven't been amazing either, in my opinion. Gugain uh, Jet for uh, Toaster. He's, he's been at Central Park. He's been at Monmore recently. There is no doubt in this lad can absolutely ping the lids and go. And if you know he just wipes away those uh, runs that he's had in the past here at Toaster, then he could go well. But I want to take him on. I just don't know who with, because I think he's going to be really, really short. I just don't know who I fancy against him because... We don't really know much here at the track, apart from Newtown Sydney. He's had a 15.65 trial. We've got Dove uh, Gaster, who's had a 15.69 trial. I'd be tempted maybe to go with Newtown Sydney. Um, he was last a winner at Suffolk Downs back on the 27th of April. He's been off the track a little bit, but I'd, I would just be taking on Gugain Jet. So I'd be laying Gugain Jet here for me. Um, that might be my main thing that I do, to be honest, because... I can see him getting beaten. I really can see him getting beaten at Toaster. Um, I think I had a few nods as well from my uh, co-pilots here. So, Joe, yeah, are you taking him on? Yeah, for sure. I think you've got, as you said, he's been beaten twice at odds of three to one on and four to five. Uh, so he's been well fancied and he's just not seemed to handle it. Now, you know, of course he's got class and he could win on Saturday night. I think for me, I'd just take a chance with Crossfield Larry in three. He's coming back from injury, in, you know, in May. He's run some good races. He ran a very quick uh, trial at Monmore um, the other day. I know the team took him to Ho for a trial and then the vet um, said he was lame and couldn't run. And then he went and did a lightning trial a few days later at, at Monmore. So they were a bit annoyed with the nine-hour round trip wasted. But um, mm. I think for me, look, he's not ran toaster as well. So it's a, it's a question mark. But, um, you know, if you're looking for one to take on, Gugain Jet, for me, I, I'd just uh, take a chance on free crossfield Larry. Lofty, are you laying him? Well, I think you've got it, Danny, and you? As you say, you know, you look at these, you look at these lines of form, there's all them W's and W's and W's, and you suddenly see the two runs at Toaster, and there's an L in the column. So, purely on that, look, the dog might not be in love with Toaster. You know, he's clearly got all the form. He's probably the best sprinter, along with Quateria, who probably should have run in this race as well, but we spoke about that off-air earlier on. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to take him on. Savannah Flying, I've got Barry to probably know about. He won the uh, Fair Warrior, didn't he, at Mullingar? Mullingar, yeah, yeah. Quite yeah. a good sprint in Ireland. That's a quirky trip there, the 400 metres, where they start the wrong way. You've already seen Mullingar when they finish in the back straight. He's got some fair form as well, some good runs around Sheffield, broke the 16-second barrier around Sheffield, you know, 15, 90 around there. That's not messing about at Sheffield. Um, I'm sure he's had a, he's had a try around there, had a race actually around Toaster. I think he could be the one maybe to pick up the pieces here if Gugain Jet suddenly finds his uh, maybe dislike a toast, maybe not being kind to him. Maybe he's had two off days and he got beat a toaster. But yeah, well, I think Gugain Jet has to be laid here and uh, I'll be with Savannah flying. Savannah flying for Lofty. Barry? Yeah, tricky race, but you couldn't be backing Gugain Jet as like he went off last week. Was it six to one on or something like that? So if he's any, if he won't be anything like that, but you wouldn't be backing him at odds on. And this uh, Newtown Sydney. 
has some good form around here. He's clocked a 15, 65 in a recent trial. Actually, that's, that's flying. And also, he's a victory around there, 15, 67. So I'm not too sure what the track record is around there. But I don't think it's much um, better than 15, 50 or so. So, yeah, I know he's coming back from injury. But I, I'd give Newtown Sydney a bit of a chance. But, uh, yeah, as Joe was talking about, massive shout-out to the vest of Crossfield Larry to have him uh, from lame. And two days later, have him doing 12.30 around Monmore. He's, <laughs> he's some vet, that guy. But um, I'd say that was annoying for, for connections. Um, yeah, I think they said he doesn't – I think Richie said he doesn't like strangers and he's just got one of those personalities where if he sees someone he doesn't know, he, you know, he, he goes into a bit of a shout. Yeah, and he yeah, told yeah. the vet that. And, uh, unfortunately, um, the vet didn't listen. I mean, look, the vet's got to take it on face value when they see a dog and give their opinion, haven't they? So it's unfortunate. But, um, you know, those procedures have got to be in place. But um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you can get some dogs that are very, very touchy. Like a dog that has no injuries, if you touch off them or bend their wrist or something, they'll let it roar for no reason. So maybe he's just one of those guys. And I suppose you can't take any chances nowadays anyway, Butcher. Butcher, there we go. Anyway, he's a good vet. <laughs> Now we've got the next race coming up, the RPG TV Derby Plate Final. Track one, Brookside Richie. Two, YI Man. Three, Droopy's Google. Four, Rioka Joey. Five, Black House Harry. And six, from post to pillar. He's in the bogey box again. He is in six, which dumped him out of the Derby in the very first round. There's no denying, of course, we know this lad has loads and loads of pace. Can he peg back Brookside Richie? I thought on Saturday he was a little bit unbalanced around the bends from post to pillar. He didn't quite run them smoothly. And I did say, I was on the show um, on Racing Post TV, and I did say, if they sent him to Oz, Oz and did the Richmond straight, he would absolutely clean up because there's no bends. So if he went over to Richmond and he just ran against the dogs over there, just on a straight track, I think he'd be absolutely sensational. I think the bends at the moment, he's just a little bit unbalanced. No denying his speed. It's whether or not the other dogs that have been able to run the bends a little bit better, i.e. Brookside Richie, for me, uh, I think I'm going to have to take him on. So I respect, fully respect from post to pillar. I'm not a fan of his draw, particularly because of what happened in the uh, ground derby. But Brookside Richie would be the one for me to ping and make most of the running. What say you, Lofty? Yeah, I'm not over the king of Brookside Richie in track one, but look, from post to pillar, me laying in, they go arm in arm, don't they, as you well know. Um He's got to come round five dogs tonight. Look, last week, you, you watch the you watch his uh, his two runs in the heats in the semi-final. This he's closer to Brookside Richie last week in theory at the corner than what he is when he's picked him up the week before. The big difference last week was he had Rioka Joey in front of him as well as a goalkeeper, and it's just where he couldn't get past Rioka Joey around the third and fourth bends, which probably has cost him the race really when he's flown on in a straight line. You know, we know how notoriously hard it is to pass that third and fourth bend at Toaster, and Rioka Joey just held him up. I fancy Rioka Joey. I know I've been against Dog a couple of times, but I think he's got a real leadish chance. So I think he can get, get off the front and it could get a bit messy in behind. Uh, Blackhouse Harry was massively impressive last week. His back straight pace, he just took off past Wyoming Man last week. And, you know, when Wyoming Man hit the front, there was a massive roar went up and this just blew him away, Blackhouse Harry. That was some run that had, uh, that had come out of nowhere there. But no, Rioka Joey, I thought he was about a five, six to one shot during the week. I thought that was a big prize for him here. I think he can definitely get off the front here. Against Brookside, Rich, I think he can lead. And uh, obviously, he'll be looking for a post to pillar coming round again. But he's going to come after well, come past them all again to try and pin them back close home. So, Rioka Joey for me for a, a slightly a bit of an upset, maybe. Okay. Barry, can you see a little bit of an upset here? 
Yeah, it's a really tricky race, this one. Rioja Joey showed good early pace. It almost leave Brookside Richie. I think if the traps had been reversed last week, he would around went around in front, sorry. But um, yeah, as always, I'm not a big fan of trap one atrocious. So Brookside Richie, I'm not too sure, will he break from there? I thought YI Man ran okay last week, just had the wrong one uh, turned behind him in um, Black House Harry. So he is a little bit inconsistent at the traps, but if he was to take a flyer, um, he'd be hard pressed. Look, I did back from post to pillar last week, and yeah, you're right, Danny. Um, uh, sorry, first of all, a lot he said. I was happy enough when he was going down the back straight because he was closer, um, this week than he was to Brookside Richie. But yeah, Danny, what you mentioned around the bottom two bends, it was just a spell of maybe 60, 70 yards where he was just, he just wasn't fluent. He just seemed to miss a couple of strides. So he did come home very well. But yeah, that, that is a worry. Mm-hmm. Look, if he gets the gaps, he's incredibly fast. But you just think one of these, a Rioja Joey or a YI man is going to take a flyer and, and clock 28.90 off the front. And he's going to have to pass plenty of dogs. But um, yeah, I think Rioja Joey could be a bit of value. I think YI man will be shorter than him. Brookside Richies will have his fans. So yeah, I think Rioja Joey um, has been a little bit more consistent at the traps than, than YI man. I think if he, I think if they were to break level, um, Rioja Joey, Possibly would just have the early pace of YI man. So, yeah, I'll be with Lofty and go with Rioja Joey in four. Okay, two votes for Rioja Joey. Joe? I'm going from post to pillar, I'm afraid here. Um, I think he, he's 15 to 80. I think that's a fair price. The reason being, I think I think last week he got out too well. He trapped quite well. Obviously, he hasn't got the early pace of some of the other dogs, but it, me- it meant that he wasn't sitting in behind in a nice position and he got tangled up a little bit in a bit of trouble. Look, we we know with clear a clear run, he's the quickest dog in this race. But I think Black House Harry is going to be coming in a little bit from five. Now, again, he could miss it himself and it could be irrelevant because, you know, Rioja, Joey, Brookside, Richie, Wyman, you know, these dogs could, could be gone anyway and be past him. But if he does get a, a decent break like he did last week, um, then he, he could open up from from to pillar and as I said you know if he's got daylight he is absolutely top notch so I'm just hoping that he will get a little bit of room around the outside here and show his class um, and, and pick these up um, and at 15 to 8 you know I'm happy to take a chance at that price okay so and one Lofty vote... is happy to lay me at that price <laughs> I think he'll be I think he'll be, he'll be bigger Joe believe me he'll be bigger yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. If and if he is, I, I'm I'm yeah. one of these people that thinks he's he's a class dog in the race, yeah, and I'll yeah. pay your money, take your chance. But I do think he'll get. I do think he could get some some room here to do his business in. Okay, so from post to pillar for Joe, uh, we've got one vote for Brookside Richie from me and Rioja Joey for Barry and Lofty. The penultimate race of the night on Saturday is the RPG TV Derby final night stayers. It's over the 7-12 and trap one, Derby's Delight, two, Jack Tavern Bella, three, Rocks Home Duchess, four, Kunuk Crow, five, Saleka Smasher and six, Ballyhimikin Mel. I have it between Jack Tavern Bella, who I think will just be even better than we've seen in the Greyhound Derby over this trip. And I love Kunuk Crow as well. Really, really like. I've put her up in the podcast a couple of times and I think Mark Wallace has got a really good stone bitch on his hands with Kunok Crow. So she would be the one for me. Jack Tavern Bella, though, I think she could run an absolutely massive race. Joe? Yeah, we've got Darby's Delight, who was behind Kunok Crow in the Art Grand Prix. Um, Darby's Delight is naught from six over four and six bend trips at Toaster, though, which is a, a slight negative. You know, Jack Tavern Bella, we saw her staying on strongly in every round of the ground, Darby, and she's got good form over. Six Ben trips in Ireland too. So it's not going to be a problem for her. She likes the track. Definitely a player. Um, Coon at Crow's not had a look at Toaster. You know, possible negative for me. I, I don't know. 
Ballyhimmick and Mao is a really interesting runner here because um, stepped up in trip at Perry Bar, two from two there, including the fastest time of the year over the six bend trip there. So definitely a runner. Um, again, I'd like to have the prices. This is a good race. It's 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 tricky and tough, but I, I think six might be the value here, um, possibly. But um, any of these can win it. Win it. I mean, Salaka's smasher beat Untold Rupee last time in what was a nice run. So two two from two over course and distance as well. So can't rule any of them out. But um, I think I might edge with six on a, on a value basis without knowing the price. <laughs> okay, so Valley Hemick and Mel, maybe a bit of value on a Saturday. Barry? Well, it's funny this. About seven or eight weeks ago, I spoke to the owners of both Derby Delight and Jack Haveron Bella, and both of them said the plan was to have a runner in the stairs race on Derby final night. And here they are. They've got there in total contrasting fashions. Jack Haveron Bella, I'm sure they didn't think she was going to get to a semi final of a Derby. But um, this was the plan. Um, speaking to Noel Bourne, he's a part of that syndicate. And the plan was to have a run in this race on um, Derby final night. As Joe mentioned, she's got great form over six bends in Ireland. So the trip is uh, no problem to her. She should go close. But Derby's Delight, if we're allowed to get cheap pieces and a tongue tie on Derby's Delight for this race on Saturday night, I think he can go well. He was distracted, and I know the viewers can't see my little inverted commas on at Newcastle there during the week, distracted by what I do not know. But uh, he he gets to run in this. He's capable of coming out of traps, and there's a short enough run, I suppose, to that bend uh, at Toaster. I know he's got he's zero from five or six around there so far, but... Um, yeah, he's well capable. He can go up well if he breaks. Um, but look, it's it's gonna be Jack Tavern Bella. She's got form over six bends, and I think she's another who can break. So I'd put it between the, the inside duo. Be interesting to see um how Derby's delight gets on. I'm sure he'll be he'll be better behaved than he was at Newcastle, shall we say? One would hope. Lofty, who are you with? I think distracted is probably the kindest race car comment I've ever seen from a ground in my life. I mean, he's a... Uh, you say distracted by the dog immediately to his inside, but you know, we should, we'll gloss over that. Look, everyone knows what Derby's a lot. Like. I think he's actually was he was marked in Ireland, wasn't he? I think before we come over here. Um, not sure Jack's having better. She seemed to go a bit, a bit flat during my derby. Will Six Ben's bring her back on? Obviously, she's much better known with a Six Ben bitch over in Ireland. Um, but I thought, yeah, she just seemed to be, I don't know, with the Derby campaign got to her at the end of the day. She, you know, asked her to bounce back over 7 12 here. I'll be quite happy to take her on. I'm like you, Danny, quite like Connor Crow. That was a flying run. She got a, I think that's the quickest time of the year around Monmore, that 37.78 over the 6.30 there. And she gets further as well. She has to get off the front there. Gasale smash has got plenty of EP as well. He was really well back last week. This is as far as he wants to go, but he's going to find out for a, a triple link more than over the uh, the 500. So, yeah, Connor Crow, as Joe said, Ballyhimmick and Mel won a couple of very poor week races at Perry Bar, but put it on the clock so you can't argue you know she's got the ability there under the bonnet yeah good race here so I'm quite happy to take on Jack Terrambella personally um, just because I thought she was like, got a bit jaddy during derby so I'm going to be with Connor Crow here for me but I certainly would be uh, careful about Bally and Mickey Mellon trap six too okie dokie so two four and six with a little eye on what trap one derby's delight's going to do then we've got the Sporty Stuff TV Durando Marathon always one of my favourite races of the year Trap one is nighttime Danny, two Space Jet, three Savannah Queen, four Hour Smasher, five Magical Lucas, and six A Mystical Love. Space Jet should pick them up and carry them, in my humble opinion. I think will absolutely blitz them. Will she be seen on the scene early? Absolutely not. She will fall out the back of the TV as is her way, and she will just pick them off one by one. She sighs through the pack. 
like a knife through butter. And mm. I absolutely cannot speak more highly of this girl into I I love her. I can't wait to see her again. I saw her at Hove on, on um, a couple of days ago. I, I, I just can't get away from her at all. If the space jet that we know and love turns up on Saturday, it's all over for me. So, Joe, can you take her on? Absolutely not. No, if you look at a race car, she got within three quarters of a length behind Lively Lauren, and that takes some doing because <laughs> she's obviously the best <laughs> bitch in training. So, uh, no, she 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 won well over the six bends at, at Hove, you know, which is good for her, obviously, because we know who you're running style and, and that she likes these marathon trips. So she's clearly in great heart. Um, it is a good race. You know, it's no foregone conclusion by all means. But, um, you know, Space Jet is one of my favourite grounds in training. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing her on, on Saturday night in the last race. Nice curtain raiser, this. No, curtain raiser. Curtain <laughs> Well, that's one you for the loopers reel. It's the last race. Hopefully yeah. we won't be that jaded by the time we get to the last race <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, Lofty, can you take her on? A petty four, we should call it, shouldn't we? <laughs> My big question mark is, will she be fit enough? She's not run over the marathon trip for the best part of six months. That's my, that is my space jet query in this race. And for that reason alone, I'd be taking her on. Our smasher, I was very impressed with her last week over the trips. Um, I know after the, the, the fall at the corner of Burgess Hannah, she had nothing to beat there, but she did it well. Anyone who knows me will know how much I like a mystical love. I've tried to, I've made no six, but I've tried to buy her purely to win the Rando Marathon. She's literally a throwback to the old bitches who used to stay a thousand metres plus. She's one of those. Why the hell they've not given her a try around there? I could cry. I spoke to one of the owners, John Berry, at Royal Ascot last week and said, you're going to run in the Durando. Yeah, we're going to take her there without a trial. Because um, she's running around Crayford. I'm like, why? Just why do it? She's a, when I first saw this bitch at Oxford, I thought she was in a Durando. Simple as that. And, um, you know, taking her there without a trial has got to be the big, big negative for me. You know, she's been whizzing around Crayford, getting dizzy around there. This is what she wants, a real gallop, you know, 950 metres, a hove, a central park, a marathon, a proper eight-bend test of salmon, a, you know, further. They don't have 12, but 10-bend race now, like used to in the old days, over the 1,000-plus metres. But she wants this, really. If she had a trial, I would have my absolute life savings on her, seriously. I think she's that good over this sort of trip. She's just a freak of nature to me, but I've got to be against her just purely the fact she's not had a look and I'll be with our smasher over Space Jet. Or I just think fitness might catch her out. Okay, fitness might catch out Space Jet and Mystical <clears throat> Love to keep on the right side of, but certainly maybe going forwards and our smasher is the one for Lofty. Barry, gives your final selection of the day. It's a pity you went to Joe Force because I was just going to say you'd have to be disappointed with Space Jet's latest trial around home when she couldn't beat <laughs> Lively Lawrence. But uh, he got there ahead of me. He got there ahead of me. Um, yeah, look, I wouldn't know too much about the staying scene over in the UK, I've got to be honest, but I know Space Jet, she's a bit of a star over there. I, I think she should be fit enough. She's got plenty of four-band trials and then two over six bands. So, yeah, um, interesting to hear uh, Lofty's thoughts on Trap 6. You never know if she pops out. He's, he's pretty sweet on her. Obviously, he's not in a lot of early pace in this, but she doesn't have much early herself, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I'd be with Space Jet. Wouldn't be with her at a ridiculous sort of price, um, mind you, Danny, but because I think our smasher is in form and ran well there last week. But, yeah, if she's a decent enough price, I'd side with Space Jet to have my 14th winner of the night on Derby Card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of us has got to go through the card, haven't they? Uh, Space Jet then. Very excited to see her back in the Durando Marathon on Saturday. It's 15 now, the match race, don't forget. So which there one are you, you not, which one haven't you picked the winner in, Barry? 
Um, probably a derby final. <laughs> <laughs> and just a very quick fire round. So, marry champion or new destiny, Joe? Marry champion. Barry? I'd be with marry champion, yeah. Lofty? Yeah, me too. Interesting to see lab books priced up very quickly. Went four to five new destiny evens, marry champion. The evens will not last long. Apparently, it's already gone. There we go. <laughs> Not surprised not, because and it's not me. It's not me taking it. Well, I'm not, <laughs> I've been trying. I've been trying to. I was on the phone doing this podcast, but <laughs> and yeah, clean sweet, married champion for me as well. Well, that is a wrap. Cannot wait for Saturday. It's going to be absolutely sensational. Joe, go get your jabs. I will. And can I just say massive thanks to Barry Martin and of course Ryan who joined us earlier on as well because they've given up hours of their time to join us on the podcast. Um, you know, it must bore them to tears to be on here, but they've done it with a smile on their face and we really appreciate your input and your time. Thanks very much, guys. Absolute pleasure, folks.